off the summer. Kids are leaving, are, uh, done with school, summer vacation. Crown Jewel season will be begin this weekend. We'll talk about Memorial Day later on, but we got to talk about what happened this previous weekend. And Kevin Kovac, we actually had both series racing. Uh, we had a lot of plenty of uh, regional series in the South and the Midwest. Kind of felt like we're starting to get our groove a little bit. Yeah, we had to rain out with the Outlaws, but seems like after Illinois Speed Weeks, Iowa Speed Weeks, that we're starting to gain some momentum here and different drivers have plenty of opportunities to win and race for more money than ever. Yeah, the weather getting a little bit better, I guess, right? Uh, we didn't uh, get everything washed out. Had one rain out there at Port Royal uh, of, of big consequence, I guess, uh, with the outlaw race on Saturday. But other than that, pretty good weather. Iowa was great. That Iowa, you know, speed week that wasn't called a speed week, basically. I mean, they had some, uh, some sunny days, some uh, good weather. Uh, everything got in. Didn't have to worry about rain all week. Uh, those two Castrol races and the two Lucas races. Uh, you could see a little bit about in Iowa, though, it's not super late models, uh, country there especially, because they don't have a lot of supermodel racing, so there's not a lot of supers there. Uh, and the car counts did go down a little bit for the Lucas races on Friday and Saturday at Farley in, uh, in, uh, in uh, 34 Raceway, uh, because some of those outlaw guys and some uh, regional guys that ran the, the Castrol races, you know, went off and did their own thing after it, did their own other stuff after, uh, after the midweek shows, but still great, some great shows. And in those Iowa races uh, for Lucas, it showed uh, Ricky Thornton Jr. He's uh, about one of the biggest roller coaster new points rides. Leader. You can, you can, yeah, new points leader. Sweeps the weekend, but still, I mean, you don't usually say a guy sweeps a weekend two nights in a row and still had a little bit of a bad weekend too, considering right. in between he had that little incident on the road where his uh, – his apparel trailer was behind his camper. It slipped off the side of the road, flipped it over, and, and, and you know, luckily it didn't take the camper with it. It broke off at the, um, you know, at the hitch. So, uh, and he was all right. He was, and also his, uh, he had the three kids with him. His wife was driving just ahead of them in a car, uh, but he had the three young kids with him, and everybody was okay. But that trailer is all, you know, messed up, man. So that's a, what second time at least this year we've had an uh, apparel trailer of a national team. Uh, you know, Chris Madden had his uh, flip over there with uh, with Gary, his, his uh, T-shirt guy, uh, a few weeks ago. Um, so and that, that one got pretty, pretty banged up also. So I don't know. You, it's you, you don't just think about it. It's, it's just not at the racetrack. Things can happen. I guess it could happen. Uh, you know, that those traveling There's so much traveling everybody does and things could happen out on the highway, too. I Yeah. First off, very fortunate that, you know, no one was seriously injured. I think Ricky Thornton, I know it was probably a sucky deal at the time, but having three kids, a wife and family, uh, I feel, you know, he feels blessed that nothing too bad happened and crazy. And then obviously he got the one at 34 Raceway. I think, though, Kovac, that the track preps for both both nights were longer than the actual race programs. I feel like they were both an hour long each night. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they make sure they there were decent races, though. I mean, there was right. some racing that uh, I know um, – a guy like I think Tim McCready finished second at Farley, and it had he had said it had rained there on Thursday, uh, and he's worried. He, uh, there has been past races at Farley that have been like they've been you know survival of the fittest, barely anybody finishing after uh you know with the with the track rough and and uh, and heavy and and just uh, tough on equipment, and uh, he was worried about that, but uh, he did talk about how the the track crew did do a good job and and brought it around and, and they didn't have to worry about that. It wasn't like, it, it wasn't 
slow. It didn't rubber up too, so that was good. And uh, and there was able to able to be some decent race in there at Farley. Kyle McFadden, you were uh, in PA covering the world of outlaws. Ryan Gustin gets the win, but you had 51 race cars. You had a Chubbzilla siding there. Uh, but Ryan Gustin, he's saying, you know what? Everybody's picking Chris Madden like us four fools to win the championship and maybe run away with it, but he's only down eight points. And then the top four or five, they're right there with Madden. I think part of it is maybe Chris is not racing as much as those other guys racing, competing with them. And he's going to tracks that he doesn't have many, many laps on, but Madden still holds the lead. But hey, Ryan Gustin saying, hey, hold on a bit. Hold on a minute. We still got a shot at this. We're going to give it our best shot. Good weekend there at Marion Center. Yeah, totally. You know, starting with the car count, uh, largest super late model field and track history, largest crowd too, from what I saw on the word of outlaws, Twitter, uh, in Marion center history too. So, uh, the atmosphere was great. And then as far as Ryan Gustin, I mean, he told me afterward, that was the best car that he had ever had in a race ever. And so, um, I would imagine that this carries over. Obviously, this uh, show won't be out in time for, uh, you know, their Tuesday race at State Line. But eight points out of the lead now from Chris Madden. And, uh, yeah, uh, Chris Madden, I, I think he's only raced a dozen or so times this year. I think Ryan, uh, I think on Saturday that was his 25th race uh, or on Friday. Um, I think that was his 25th race of the year up at Marion Center. So um, has three wins so far this year. One uh, with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series at East Bay. And then the other with the Ultimate Heart of America Series at Paragon, too. So um, three wins so far this year. He's never had this uh, many wins to start the month or through the five or first five months uh, of the late model season. So, yeah, I mean, he said that uh, confidence is for sure high right now. And, uh, you know, it's uh, he's adamant and wanting to claim that that uh, word of outlaw championship. So they think they can do it. They think they have what it takes. And uh based off of Friday's performance. I mean, it, it looked like he could put his race car pretty much anywhere he wanted to. And that's not like an exaggeration. I mean, he, uh, just by me watching him uh, work lap traffic, I mean, at one point, you know, Shane Clanton had cut the lead down to one second and literally five laps later, uh, Ryan Gustin had a four second lead. So um, just by getting through traffic. So, um, We'll see if this carries over. I think it will. And uh, But Chris Madden, I mean, he finished 11th, I think, at Marion Center on Friday. So probably won't expect too many more finishes like that for him outside of the top 10. So, um, yeah, I mean, looks like a turning of the tide right now on the Outlaw Series. And, uh, you know, things are heating up for sure on and uh, off the racetrack. No more rain, hopefully. Yeah, uh, Ryan Gustin trails by eight points. Bronson trails by 26, and then Shepard trails by 40. So we got four or five guys that can compete for that championship. It'll be very interesting to see how the outlaw 
uh, season plays out. Obviously, they don't have like a elimination type like we're going to see with the Lucas Oil, which the first cuts happen this week at Whelan. Uh, Robert Holman, what caught your eye this past week? And we had plenty of options and racing to choose from, but what was the one thing that uh, stood out for you, buddy? Uh, maybe, maybe Ryan Unzicker uh, picking up a pair of wins up there in Illinois. Um, he needed that after a bad May yeah, week, you know, for, for sure. Week. And uh, Jason Fager as well. You know, those two guys both. You know, Fager wins one and Unzicker wins two, and neither one of them had great outings during Illinois Speed Weeks, especially Fager. He only made one race uh, that I that I remember. And, you know, last year, both of those guys at the end of the year were really hot last year. We I think we mm -hmm. maybe had voted them both into the top 25 in our poll. So the, neither one of them really started the season like they finished last year. So uh, to see those guys bounce back after subpar, well, yeah, and you also have to take into account that the competition for that Illinois Speed Weeks was off the charts. You know, it was it was as good as it's probably going to get this year at at races that aren't, you know, at Eldora. So, you know, I would say that um, seeing those guys get wins, maybe get back on track, uh, that's probably what stood out. That's one of the things that I that stood out, you know, to me for the for the weekend. Granted, the weather is just iffy. I didn't expect it to to rain out as many races as it did get rained out. More more of those shows got canceled than I than I anticipated. So uh, you know we managed to go. Get, we got rained out at Moulton and managed to get our race in at Clarksville. So that's kind of kind of a small sampling of of basically what the weekend was like for everybody. You know maybe get one in and get one rained out, or some portion of the country got a lot you know, got all their shows in and some portion of the country didn't get anything in. So that's, that's kind of the way the, the year's gone. And uh, like Kevin has said, hopefully the weather is turning, you know, here we are, you know, we're like, what, I'll say six days till June or something like that. So six or seven days here and, and we're going to be in June, you know, and Memorial day weekend's going to be behind us. And, and it's hard to believe that this much of the season has gone by already and we haven't gotten as much racing in as we have. Yeah, it's been great to see. Uh, hopefully, like, Mother Nature plays nice here with the upcoming weekend. Uh, did you have a little Weaver fever, though, on Friday? He was going to pull off the big win, then the mechanical failure. Battery, you said. He called me and said battery. I was heartbroken. Listen, anytime, anytime Weaver, you know, he was running really, really well. And anytime... Uh, that that Weaver gets out front, my thoughts go directly to you, Derek. I don't think <laughs> about anything but Derek Kessinger. When I see when I see Kevin Weaver's name, I just associate. It's like you're his stepson. I just associate it with with you now for some reason. Yeah, I uh, honestly threw uh, my pen down after I saw him break. I was a uh, pretty po'd. He needed a big five k victory for the six year old. Uh, Kovac, uh, show me 100 this weekend. Uh, just, I don't know. Memorial Day weekend is always, seems like it's like a little bit romantic a little bit, I feel like. It like kicks off the season, crown jewel season. I feel like summer is finally here. You can finally get, like, at least like 10 years ago, this really was the start to the season. Like, you had occasional, you know, races here or there. Obviously, it's turned into a 12-month sport, but... I don't know. Do you still think there's some charm left at Memorial Day as we uh, approach, you know, the last weekend in May? Oh, yeah, I think so. It's 
uh, it always was Memorial Day weekend for late model racing, especially was this was the first big, real big money race. I mean, there's been plenty, there's always been plenty of races from January, February and, and through the spring uh, for late models. But it's always been these, you know, races like the last couple of weeks, you know, um, with 10,000 to win shows or, you know, just a the series going to different spots. There might be a, a big rate, you know, like the Illini 100 or something would be in in April and, and there's just more like higher land. magnitude races. But, like yeah, now like there's been a hundred thousand dollar right, there's a hundred thousand dollar to win show there was already at uh at, at Bulls Gap. There's there's been there's just bigger money, more thirty thousand dollar to win shows and some have been you know other some races have been uh, canceled this year so we didn't uh, get to have as many as we would have thought as originally scheduled. But it's just not just the straight, you know, single day shows leading up into like, man, here's this big first weekend uh, with a crown jewel uh, and Memorial Day weekend. But still, yeah, it, it's still there. It's a, it's a, it reaches a point here now, though. I mean, this is the first one where I feel like that, like Bulls Gap, that was not a camping event where people come for a whole weekend. Uh, right. And, and, and other races, even Farmer City, if that would have run back uh back in april i mean there's campers but it's not like the, the show me 100 where it's the first weekend where people probably plan out they take their vacation days and they're like man we're going out to uh you know go out to the ozarks right i mean even without the ozarks i mean that's probably one of the first big weekends of the year for them too for all the bars and everything out there uh but people just they just plan this out this is their big first big party of, of kind of like the lead off into the summer uh, and th that that has not changed. I still feel that uh, that same that's that same uh, you know atmosphere you'll have there at always at uh, at the show me at Wheatland. Yeah, we moved there in 2010, I believe. Uh, so there, it's already been there, uh, you know, a dozen years now, over a dozen years. I, obviously, we've had some rainouts. Uh, a tornado canceled the whole thing there, which is wild in itself. We had it run in July because of weather, so. Very, uh, very you know, big race to kick off Crown Jewel season. And the, obviously the, uh, up the purse there the last couple of years where it's $50,000 to win. Kyle McFadden, what do you look forward to most for Memorial Day weekend? I know like for me growing up, it was like, oh man, the first big real weekend of racing for me. I didn't really travel to, you know, speed weeks. The line I 100 wasn't a thing when I was a child. It was more when I was in high school and stuff like that. So what really gets your juices flowing for Memorial Day weekend? Well, you know, last week in May, it's, you know, summer's right around the corner and um, every race fan enjoys summer. Just it, it, it seems like it's it is still to me, you know, the true kickoff of of, uh, you know, racing season as we know it. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, long uh, summer nights at the racetrack, pretty much any, you know, all weekly racetracks, all regional series, all national series, they're all in, in full swing pretty much from this weekend on. Uh, and then just like beyond that too, just, um, you know, I'm a, I follow more than, you know, just dirt late model racing and dirt racing particularly, but uh, Indianapolis 500 too, you know, I mean, uh, have to at least follow, you know, some kind of updates with that, uh, whether on Twitter or social media or 
just like watching the race itself. I know um, for us, it's uh, probably our busiest weekend as reporters, right? I mean, there's just so much going on uh, in a good way. I mean, it's uh, just like shows the health of our sport and, and um, you know, just to put racing on a pedestal. And I mean, there's just so much racing to choose from. I just think that's my favorite part. Uh, you know, NASCAR's Coca-Cola 600 on Sunday night. Uh, you know, it's frowned upon to talk about sprint cars on a late model show, but uh, you know, there's a lot of, of, of dirt winged sprint car racing too. And uh, you know, back before I started working for Dirt on Dirt here, I used to love going up to the Weikert uh, Memorial up at Port Royal Speedway and uh, now it's only a all-star circuit of champions show, but uh, late models, they used to be on the car too. I, I, I think they, they stopped um, putting late models on the, on the program um, probably two ish years ago. And, and so, but I mean, that used to be, you know, this weekend that, that used to be my, kind of favorite local show just just to get up to that's not too far from my house in Maryland and and uh you know just um all the racing that's to choose from just the uh, uh non-stop you know it seems like March madness uh for racing but uh you know you you just can there's just there's a race on it seems like all hours of the day or in the afternoon into the late night and so starting on Thursday or even some are racing Wednesday too and Monday. So, you know, you got five straight days, pretty much of racing, uh, all kinds of disciplines all across the country. And, um, Kyle, yeah, I mean, that's just very cool. What, what starting on Thursday, there's 10 straight days of racing that a race pays $7,500 or more. So, cause you have, uh, Tuesday after Clarksville, then Wednesday Florence, and then you have Farmer City Woo, and then you're going to the weekend again. So we got plenty of racing coming up. Like you said, it just kind of like kicks it off, which is a uh, very cool to very cool to see. I have yeah. a question. Yes. I have a question for Kyle. Kyle, mm-hmm. uh, when you were attending like the the Weikert Remor- Memorial or whatever, watching the the sprints and stuff up there, when when they had late models and the late models came out, is that when is that when you went to the concession stand? No, not at all. I'm not. Uh, I'm not following. Are you sure? That. Are you sure? I think that's. Are you sure? Is that when you went and talked no. to your buddies? You're like, oh, the late models are out there now. I'm going to go back and talk to my buddies. I'm not one of those guys. Those guys. Oh, whatever. No. no, man. It's. Uh, hey, I have to back Kyle up. He's from Hagerstown area there, so he saw late models, yeah. right? Growing up, I mean, he wasn't. He he likes Absolutely. his sprint cars. He does like his sprint cars, but he also does like he he. I don't think he. I wouldn't consider him a guy leaving with the late models coming out either. Because if he did, then we no. have to. We'll have to. You know, we'll have to get yeah, on a I little think, bit about that. So. <laughs> right. I think that's. Uh, yeah. So. Um, no, there's quite a few people that that would get up and and you know walk away and shame on them, you know. But um, yeah, no, that's I am uh, not one of those people. <laughs> well, well, thank thank God. Well, I'm glad you can you know you 
brought the late models into your life and you still like sprint cars, we'll let you have that because Flow Racing now, I know we're late model guys, has it all. Robert, uh, what is what do you like about the show? Or Well, the show me too, obviously, was the biggest thing for Memorial Day weekend. I was just kind of looking at the schedule page in history. You know, 10 years ago in 2013, we only had four races, maybe five races on that weekend that paid $6,000 or more. Now there just seems like a whole bunch. It's kind of expanded throughout the country where these regional tracks can have like one of their biggest races, biggest races of the year. But what's just like your favorite thing about Memorial Day that comes to mind here as we head into the 2023 version? And then later on, I'll ask you a favorite memory of yours. Yeah, I, it's just uh, for me, it's just always been racing. You know, uh, my family also, like I said, in Fast Talk uh, when we were writing that this week, uh, my family owned a barbecue a restaurant when I was growing up. So that was kind of a preview. The 4th of July was always the busiest weekend at the restaurant for us. And Memorial Day was just kind of a preview of that. It was uh, not quite as busy of July as July 4th, but it was really, uh, really close. And uh, it's just honestly, man, it was just a lot of hard work and it really sucked. And it's just something you kind of sucked it up and did. And then when it was over with and, you, and the smoke had finally cleared from that, from all that barbecue and the cooking and stuff, we went racing. Uh, Duck River always had a, a race on uh, Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. And that's where I kind of got my news from, from West Plains. You know, I didn't, I wasn't in contact with anyone in the, in the early nineties. I think West Plains and the, the show me started in 93. And so when I was doing that, uh, especially later on and, and as I became an adult or sort of an adult in my early twenties, you go to duck river and a lot of guys like Dale McDowell and Ronnie Johnson and some of those guys would be heading back home from the show me 100 and they would stop in at duck river from time to time. And, uh, and, and, or people even just, just people, you knew who had been out there watching the race. And, uh, and so you know, you're at the restaurant on Saturday night or whatever. And so Sunday you go to Duck River and you actually, that's when I found out who won the Show Me 100. I didn't have to wait for the papers. I didn't have to, there was no internet for me to look at back then. So, uh, so that's, you know, that's when I found out who won the Show Me 100. And, uh, and so that's just kind of what, what we always did uh, growing up. We cooked barbecue and we raced, you know, that's pretty much, pretty much it. Didn't go to the lake, you, nothing like that. And you guys, and you guys had great barbecue because your dad owned a joint, so you guys had top-notch goodies. Yeah, I'm really spoiled in that that uh, respect because I I sample and eat a lot of barbecue around the country when I travel, and I've only found one or two places, you know, and I can't even remember what they are now, but I've found found one or two places that even uh, they even measured up, and so of course I'm prejudiced, but. Uh, we were coming back from Clarksville, I guess, Saturday night, and there's a little joint uh, right off the interstate there, kind of in this little store front place. And I, I told my brother, I said, hey, we need to try to get up here early enough because I've stopped in that place one time going to uh, the Dirt Car Summer Nationals race at Clarksville. I stopped in there and had uh, food before I came over the track, and it's actually pretty good. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm really kind of a stickler when it comes to my barbecue, but – that's just because I'm a little prejudiced the way we cooked it and stuff. And very few people cook it the way we did back, back then kind of old school. So that's just, uh, you know, anybody would be that way, I guess. Hey, 
I trust your opinion on the barbecue. You've told me some great stories about your place. Late night cooking, maybe with some ladies trying to get the, the meal prepared, you know, back in the day. But we're not going to get too far into that. Uh, Kovac, this is kind of comical before I, you know, get to your favorite Memorial Day memories. 2013, there were seven races that paid $5,000 or more. How many do you think there are to, uh, this year in 2023? Talking from what, Thursday till Monday, basically, on Memorial Day weekend. That's yes. kind of like that stretch. Right, yes. How be many do you think are? 20. 26. So 10 yeah. years ago, we're five times or four and a half times more of five grand or more races. Because, like, you know, we only had, like, the Outlaws had the Tyler County swing. Sharon was in there that year. Then you had the Show Me 100. Then you didn't have these, you know, regional series. They're only racing for two to three thousand dollars to win. Now everybody's up in their game, and I don't know. Is it has it watered down? You know, the Show Me 100 weekend, like Memorial Day weekend, or you still think like overall it's good for the sport? I guess in a way because a lot more guys have chances to make money. But it is kind of crazy just how much it's ballooned on this weekend. It, it spreads the money around. That's for sure. Uh, the Show Me 100. Remember, let, let's remember this too. Back when it was at um, uh, at West Plains, it wasn't even sanctioned. This was an unsanctioned race. World of Outlaws weren't running against it. Lucas Oil wasn't running against it. Uh, you know, through the late 2000s until 2009, that was the first time, uh, really, that there was the World of Outlaws ran a. Tri- I was with the World of Outlaws then, and I remember it was a triple header out in the Midwest too. It was that. It was at a. Uh, U.S. 36 out there in Missouri, and then it was supposed to 34 Raceway and Beaver Dam up in Wisconsin. Uh, 34 was canceled, but rained out. One of the muddiest pit areas getting out of, I can never remember. It poured so hard, and man, I just remember the mud. I remember Brady Smith's kid, young little kid at that point, ro- jumping around and just sliding in the mud. I, that was a, that's a little sidelight. I, I just remember that right off the top of my head when I mentioned that. Uh, but that, that was sort of a little bit of uh, – there was controversy there. There was some uh, a lot of talk that year when the World of Outlaws scheduled races uh, against that show me. Um, and then it, it became more common after that. Obviously, after that, the show me became a Lucas Oil race too uh, and moving over to Wheatland. Uh, so that made it a sanctioned event to kind of lock in those people, but maybe that – kind of factored in when some uh, when other series are starting to run against it you're going to have to start uh uh you know have to link up with a series to make sure you get a lot of the top guys uh and in the world of outlaws really they kind of ran i i remember going there west virginia motor in 2010 there was wayne county tyler county i-77 and 12 wayne county tyler county in 13 so i, I after that 09 it really became more and more there was going to be a world of outlaws race against it so you, you, the, every guy wasn't available. Not that everybody was going to go anyway. Not every outlaw driver was going to go out to the show meet. Uh, but it did change that a little bit where it didn't. It, well, they weren't open to do that. Uh, and then a lot of more regional races. There's so many more. There's just so many more options for guys that, that maybe an Eastern World of Outlaw driver isn't going to go all the way out there uh, to the show me when if even if there's not an outlaw race, but there's a uh, a bigger regional race nearby. So it, that, that changed the dynamic too. And that opened it up and started making more, uh, a lot more of the, uh, you know, the, the bigger money races all over the country. All right, Kovac, what's your favorite all time Memorial day weekend memory? And you cannot have Flemington speedway in it. Well, that, that's one of the biggest ones right there. Come on. <laughs> what, what, what are you, what are you talking about growing up there? You know, 
I, I, Memorial Day weekend is one of, I mean, there's in 40 years, I've been 41 years or whatever, I've been going to races. It's pretty much a weekend. I, there's not many of them that I haven't been at a race somewhere. Uh, I know like growing up, go when you, I mentioned, I have to mention Flemington, the big block modifieds. Uh, I'd, I'd be at Flemington Speedway for a super dirt car series race on Monday afternoon. They would like in the late eighties, mid to late eighties, they had a big race, had a super dirt car series race uh, on Monday afternoon. That was like the a, a tradition at one point in uh, several years in the late eighties, I'd go from Penn national speedway at small block modifies 420 lappers, which was a huge show 420 lap features on Sunday night. And then I'd go to Flemington Sunday afternoon. I mean, uh, Monday afternoon. So there'd uh, it'd be, and that would be after going to races third on Friday and Saturday, probably somewhere in New Jersey. Sometimes I even went to sprint car races. I remember going to the outlaws would be in the neighborhood in the Northeast at that point. I, I know I've gone to like Hagerstown and, and Williams Grove and stuff and seen World of Outlaws sprint cars over Memorial Day weekend in the past too. Uh, and it's just been since 2006, I've been going to late model races all the time. Like I mentioned, some of those World of Outlaw ones that uh, those weekends I did from 09 to 13 and, and really 14, uh, other than a couple, there's a couple years I didn't go to the show me. Kyle's going to be covering it this year, but most of those since the 14, have been going to the show me. So there's always, it's just been something big. And the one thing like Kyle mentions about the Indy 500, that's one thing that's been the overriding. I mentioned this in, in Fast Talk this week, too. It's the tradition. I, I mean, I can't go through Memorial Day weekend without turning on the TV, trying to making sure I see back home again in Indiana sung uh, before the Indy 500 starts and at least watching some of that. Uh, that's the first race I remember really watching on TV was the Indy 500 probably in like 80 one 80 81 something like that when i was seven eight years old i can remember i think it was the gordon john cock rick mears photo finish nobody knew who i i just hits me in the head here but that was one of the ones that i really just it, it made me a race fan almost like watching indy and then i became a dirt fan after agreeing that i would finally go to flemington even though indy cars weren't there when i was nine years old <laughs> and derek gets his first muted muted one right here again let man derek cannot go one week what? without muting himself i do it on purpose what's the, Kobe, we, I'm what's the time where are we at that's right that's right i got a hey, <laughs> yeah. tommy gun tommy guns downstairs eating lunch so sometimes he gets a little anxious for mommy so i kind of keep the kind of keep the on mute when he's yelling and eating and running around so i'm helping out you guys and then sometimes <laughs> i forget guys. to forget to hit the green button to go back on but yeah you're probably a kid in heaven every uh memorial day weekend so you're like going to the racetrack, no boating for Kobach either. No, that don't go boating and stuff. I mean, I, uh, this year I, we are taking Kale to a concert in Atlantic City on Memorial Day weekend. His 16th birthday was a few weeks ago, so we are. So I won't be wow, at a racetrack. Sweet 16. It's a, it's a, it's a. You know, we're going down there and seeing Blink 182, but um, oh, and some other bands. But so it's uh it's one of his favorites, but. Other than that, pretty much, there hasn't been many Memorial Days that not at a race or still be doing races, though. I mean, it's like it's, you know, won't be at a racetrack, but there's so many races going on. It's not like I won't see everything or won't be watching races or, or, uh, or writing about them still. There'll be, there's, there's, there's no escaping racing during Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, and pretty soon he can be your DD and drive you back home from the hotel because he's going to drive that's you right. old enough. So that's that's a <laughs> yeah, nice that's part right. there for having a you know teenage driver. Uh, Kyle McFadden, what's one of your favorite memories? I know you kind of 
uh, talked about going to the Wiker Memorial, but is there like one race that maybe stuck out to you that you always remember? Or is there maybe something, you know, relatively uh, here in the recent years that, you know, got you fired up? Actually, like, you know, just not really. I mean, I think just, um, I think just like the people at the racetrack, um, I, just like at Port Royal Speedway, I just like remember, you know, like the Weikert weekend for me uh, was really my only kind of um, on or on location at the racetrack experience really. Before that, really like growing up as a kid, I don't, I don't, I don't really have a whole lot of memories of this weekend in particular, but like, I just like remember in the years leading up to starting to work at Dirt on Dirt, just like Motor Racing Network's Steve Post, he would make an appearance at Port Royal Speedway and, and, uh, you know, just, um, um, just like the party atmosphere there and, and just getting to know, um, I just feel like, um, and just like even the drivers too. Like I remember, like I always watched Rick Eckert as a kid, but I feel like when I really started to, to see Rick outside of his element as a race car driver, it was at the after parties at, uh port royal uh on the saturday night before the sunday night finale on the weikert weekend and i just like remember getting to know him or just actually having like a conversation with rick really for the first time and um i i guess it's like memories like those that aren't all that long ago but that's before i started working for dirt on dirt and so uh but yeah um i just think um everybody outside of their element, you know, whether it's uh, us enjoying a, a race, obviously, you know, we're all working this weekend, but like before this weekend, you know, we all kicked back and, and had our own event or memory in the making that we all enjoyed. And, and so, but if there's one like off the top of my head, it, it would have to be, you know, getting to know maybe a guy like Rick Eckert more after watching him for so many years as a kid and, and not really ever meeting a guy like Rick Eckert, you know, um, and I thought, you know, that was cool. I think that was in like 2018 or 19. I can't quite remember, but, um, but yeah. So, and, uh, and just these like multi-day shows too, you know, I'm really looking forward to getting out to the show me this weekend, you know, three day race weekend and, uh, of the show me's caliber. And, um, and yeah, so I just think it's just like, just like the overall atmosphere of this weekend. And, uh, it's just to kick off the summer, as I mentioned earlier. And, uh, I just think it's like the little things like that just like conversations with drivers and, and, and people that we see on a regular basis, um, well-known names kind of, you know, put that aside and, and, and just be not a regular person, but, you know, just like mingle with the crowds and, and just having like a co casual conversation. So, 
um, yeah, those, those are some, some good memories that are off the top of my head. Robert, how about you? I know that you talked about it a bit hanging with your family, but was there one specific year or one race you covered that you're like, damn, that's always going to be imbe- embedded in my brain during Memorial Day weekend? Uh, yeah, for me, it's really easy. Um, 1996, going way back, uh, we went to, we raced three races that weekend. A driver uh, that drove our stuff, uh, his name was Bill Mahan out of Lacey Spring, Alabama. We went to North Alabama on Friday night, lost our car off our trailer on the way to the track. It rolled across the road and hit a light pole. We managed to get onto the racetrack and finish 10th there at uh, North Alabama. We left there and went to uh, Oklahoma, Mississippi, Chickasaw Speedway, where we ran like, tw- uh, no, I'm sorry, that's not true. We went to uh, Columbus, Mississippi, uh, where we ran like 20th on Saturday night. And we were really bad. We had a, a little motor, a little nine to one motor in our car and, and weren't really making much headway. So I called home and told my stepdad that we're, we're coming home and uh, we're going to go to Duck River for their regular race on, on Sunday. Uh, that the little deal we were following was supposed to be at uh, Oklahoma, Mississippi and or Chickasaw Speedway in Oklahoma, Mississippi on Sunday night. Uh, a little weird track, had a dog leg in the back. And, and even though I knew they wouldn't have many cars, uh, we just couldn't compete. There's no way we can co- could compete for a win. Like I said, we'd ran 10th and 20th with them the first two nights. So my stepdad told me not to come home. He's like, you know, stay down there and you started it. Go ahead and finish it. <clears throat> and I said, no, we're going to we're gonna come home and go to Duck River. Duck River was having a Southern All-Star topless bandit race or a nine-to-one race. I don't think they were topless at the time. But it was a nine-to-one show. And it only paid 1500 to win. So we rolled into there and we get there and they had 51 cars for this 1500 to win show at Duck River. But uh, we qualified second, uh, started on the outside front row and led every lap of that race to win it. So to go to Duck River and outrun 51 cars uh, easily, even though it only paid $1,500 to win, easily one of the highlights you know, not of just a Memorial Day weekend, but it's one of those things after the weekend that we had had, you know, your car comes off the trailer on Friday and you run like crap on Saturday. And then you come back and outrun 51 cars on Sunday. Um, it's, it's easily one of those memories that I'll always have and cherish actually from, from the two years that me and Bill raced together in our family owned stuff. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's easily the best Memorial day weekend memory that, that I could, that, that I've ever had for sure. Hell yeah. Getting that, uh, big time dub on Memorial day weekend. Are you guys racing this weekend? Can we get a win this, this time around? So I can get swap talking. Uh, yeah, it's, it's possible. Uh, we're racing three nights. Uh, I think we have a chance. I think we have a chance on on Saturday and maybe even Tuesday night at Clarksville and their little Let's 604 go. stuff. Cause they, yeah, so we're going to race uh, Friday, Saturday, and Tuesday this week. So uh, so yeah, we we have a, we have a chance, you know, maybe at Clarksville. Uh, we just have to. We don't do shit right. Excuse my language, man. We we just like 
I mean, I'm serious. We don't always make the right decisions. We're st we still struggle a little bit to read a racetrack sometimes, and we we miss some stuff. But uh, but if we go up there and do what we're supposed to and read the track right and lay down a good lap qualifying, we've got just as good a chance as anybody to win that that 604 stuff there at, at Clarksville for sure. They only have eight, you know, about eight cars normally. So yeah, we we <laughs> we've got a chance. We'll see. I like it. I like it. That's awesome. Cannot wait for that. Maybe get a big dub. Kovac, uh, I really never win anywhere besides like local racetracks on Memorial Day weekend. So my favorite Memorial Day memory happened five years ago in 2018 at the Show Me 100. What do you think it was? You were there. Great uh, instant classic shenanigans. What do you think that moment was? Was that the the incident with the balls or the, yes the, the pill draw? draw with Jordan the pill draw with Jordan Blade I will never forget that people were pissed <laughs> off that Bloomquist still got to race he ends up winning he had a great quote to you it says this might be a short chapter in my book of his career so uh, I don't know yeah. that was just we get to the racetrack and we're finding out that Jordan Blaine cheated the pill draw I mean that was an all timer <laughs> and then he ends up winning the race. Oh uh, yeah, that was one heck of. I, mean, I, I never wrote anything about that. I mean, like I, I, like that before. I mean, I wrote about it obviously that night, that day, and uh, <laughs> he thought that he could steal that good number for the pill draw, and and then just come up to it and put it inside and take it and be like, oh look at this, I I, I got number two or whatever it was. I think it was number two. I don't think he got number one, but nobody was there, and he was able to sneak it out. Not the greatest moment of Jordan Bland's career. It, it was a it was a short-lived uh, stretch there of him as a crewman for for uh, for Scott Bloomquist. His his plan didn't work out uh, quite the way he wanted, and he was uh, he was caught. Uh, Rick Schwally, uh, they they caught him red-handed, and uh, so but yeah, there were some people that were mad. But I'm like, I don't I don't think Scott Bloomquist didn't plot that. I'm like, I don't think he told. Uh, there's no, no evidence that he told Jordan Bland, a crew guy to go do that. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, you are responsible for your crew. I know, but that was, uh, I don't think he really, he was, he was wanting him to go do that for, uh, for, I don't even think it was the best. I don't even think it was all that great to go out early that night. Right. That's what he if I, if I remember, like, I right? Horrible. I've been horrible. Yeah. I don't think it was the best <laughs> thing to go out early. So, um. Anyway, yeah, that was a that was a good moment there. I was in my mind I mean, too about the show me. Yeah, that was just and then I don't know, just like say at the clear light clear light, which I gotta call them and cancel our hotel reservations. That was uh that's just always a you know, great time there as well. Uh yeah, twenty fourteen yeah, would be why I would remember that all the time. That's my first show me for the for dirt on dirt. I mean I loved you know, we come back to the clear light and you know, Rigsby's dad and his stepmom and his cousins. And I mean, like, there's like all these people there. Family reunion. You know, yeah, bears out there cooking up tacos in the, the kitchen of the thing, bringing them back into the room. Uh, it just was a, it was a great time. And that was also that I had a little bit of trouble with the time trials. Right, right, Derek? Uh, oh, my the God. Night I had thought the, that you I had were... a, Oh, jeepers. You just I had gave up trouble with the time line. trials. That was my yes. first time trial night, uh, qualifying yes. night. But um, uh, and that was also when Turn fell asleep on the couch in the in the turn little turn. He turn was had too he much was the actual tenderloin. Turn. Yes, he uh, yeah he was the actual turn here. at that point. We look over on the couch in the media room, and there's our little turn. He's he, he taking some snoozes there. 
because he got a little tired. So he's come a long way since that day in 2014. He has. Uh, yes, plenty of uh, memories, especially from Wheatland. That's the only Show Me 100 uh, facility I've been to. I never went to West Plains. Uh, Robert with the big dubs. And then, of course, you know, talking to Rick Eckert, he's uh, always a great talk as well. Robert Holman, I'm going to start off with you. What is your one more thing? I was just, uh, I was actually just looking at uh, through our dirt wire uh on the uh on on our website and um you know it's it's hard to it's, man, it's it's hard to overlook the fact that uh you know that there's that gold niles has, has changed hands down there um i talked to with steve stevenson uh a guy out of illinois from your neck of the woods there uh earlier this well last week i guess and he has purchased that track uh, from from Kyle Bronson and uh, and Bronson's uh, I guess the the people that own Bronson's uh, race car and race race team and stuff I guess they were kind of in that deal together but uh, Gold Niles changed hands new guys in charge they're they're going to do some upgrades you know we're talking perhaps a swimming pool uh, and uh, uh, some some stuff like that for the campground to kind of enhance that for for not just racing, but for vacationers who, who are heading maybe snowbirds, you know, how, how those folks head South for the winter and stay. And, uh, so I expect, uh, he's also talking about a go-kart track, maybe even a quarter mile track inside the big track. So, so let's, you know, keep our eyes on golden aisles and see what happens. This, uh, this guy already owns one, uh, campground down there in Brunswick, Georgia. So this will be his second plus the racetrack and stuff. So, and he's a racer. Uh, so that's the good thing. It's not like they sold it to someone who's just gonna, you know, forget the racing and, and, uh, do all this other stuff. This guy's a mod racer and he's adding modifieds to the program because, you know, of course he wants a place to race his own car. So, uh, big news there down there in Southern Georgia, golden Isles has a new owner. Yes, one of the most famous uh, tracks that we have now for Speed Weeks is it kicks off in the Lucas Oil Racing there. Let's, let's hope the, the guys have, can have some good luck with it and, you know, make it uh, keep growing that race there for the Super Bowl of Dirt there in January. Uh, Kyle McFadden, what's your one more thing? Yeah, I saw this on Twitter. saw that Garrett Alverson and Roberts Motorsports are making the switch from a black – Black Diamond race cars to Longhorn chassis for the rest of the year. So uh, they're 13th right now in the Lucas Oil points. And so, um, and then to the Show Me weekend. And so, uh, yeah, I was kind of quite surprised to see that. Um, you know, that race team's been in a Black Diamond race cars for the last, you know, handful of years or last of two years, I think now. So, uh, We'll have to see just like how that plays out for them. Yeah, chassis change. You get that through the middle of the season. Let's see if uh, GA can, you know, get some good runs there right off the bat. My one more thing is don't forget, you know, World of Outlaws have a great three-day weekend as well at uh, Sharon. Uh, you know, that track was on the top five race of the year a couple years ago with the battle between Sheppy. Shane Clan and uh, Chase Younghand. So let's hope they can have some good racing there. I expect to have a decent car count there as that's a 
pretty good, uh, strong area for late model racing. Is the Western PA guys will probably venture over to Ohio, and maybe you'll get some of those uh, Buckeye State uh, competitors as well. But yeah, three day weekend. You got six, six, and twenty five. So not too shabby for the Outlaws uh, Memorial Day weekend, Kovac. Yeah, actually, I was kind of mentioning that, too, before you stole my uh, one more thing. That's okay, though. That's all right. You got me this time. That's okay. But, yeah, there could be some good racing at Sharon. They've had some really good outlaw races in, over the past few years. So, um, yeah. you know, keep an eye on that one. But another three-day weekend I'll mention is uh, down in the down in the southeast with the uh, uh, Schaefer Spring Nationals. They close out the season. They're, uh, they're short, you know, their early season here. Uh, determine the point champion. Uh, with races this weekend at I-75 uh, on uh, that would be on uh, what Friday night and then Boyd's on Saturday and uh, um, no, sorry, not Boyd's. I'm looking at the wrong schedule. That's canceled North Georgia and then duck river. I think uh, uh, Robert will be at duck river uh, his backyard for, for the finale of the weekend. But Carson <clears throat> Ferguson leads the points going for his second straight points title uh, with the spring nationals. And he's really coming along too. Here's a kid that just won another $10,000 hunt the front race. Uh, this past weekend, he had won a few weeks ago uh, another race too. I mean, so he's he's um, he's becoming one of those regional uh, standouts now. I mean, you, he he's only he's really new to super late model racing, but every every week it seems like he's uh, you know showing more and more. And so keep an eye on Carson Ferguson, see if he can close out a second straight uh, spring nationals title. Yeah, and 10K uh, victory, like you said, at Swainsboro. Big, big time win there as uh, Will Harrington and Joseph Joyner are tied at the point standings there. But, yeah, Spring Nationals Championship would be good as well for Chris Ferguson's cousin, Carson Ferguson. Arguably maybe the better Ferguson right now currently as, well, I don't know, we might have to wait and see about that. Uh, but either way, plenty of racing throughout the entire nation. Like I said, 20 Five races that pay at least $5,000 or more. We got the Outlaws. We got the Show Me 100 at Wheatland at, at Lucas Oil Speedway. We got plenty of action. We're going to have highlights, updates, live racing on flow. So be sure to check it out. Be sure to check out the great articles and sidebars this, this weekend coming up. This is the Dirt Reporters. Thank you for watching and listening. We will see you next week. <laughs>